Monica. We are going down the aisle again because this is yet another episode in our wedding series. I'm so excited because this one happens to be one of my favorite topics. And that topic is monsters-in-law. You're listening to Two Monicas in a Microphone, a podcast about nothing serious, seriously. And there sure are some monsters out there. And when we talk about monsters-in-law, it's not just the mother of the bride. It can also be the mother of the groom. I'd like to take this minute right here to give a shout out to my mother-in-law, who is also a fan of the show, and just let everyone know that she is not a monster-in-law, and I have been so blessed as far as that goes. Oh. And I know that you don't have a mother-in-law, but that doesn't mean that you can't recognize a monster-in-law when you see one. And here's a few that came to mind for me. For starters, Marie Barone from everybody loves Raymond. Oh my god, Marie. <laughs> right? Could you imagine like a uh, no thank you? Uh, no, I was I, just thinking I like it doesn't have to be a, a mother to be like that. <laughs> oh yeah, a monster-in-law doesn't just have to be the mother. It can be other people in your family to be as we're gonna find out later. Then we have Endora from Bewitched. She hated Darren, and I loved Endora. So we all have a frame of reference here for a really bad mother-in-law. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the monster-in-law that shows up to the wedding. The first story I'm going to share today, I had originally included in our Bridezilla's episode, at least in the planning phase. But then as I got deeper into it, I realized it was actually a monster-in-law story. Okay. So here's the setup for everybody. In 2021, a bride came up with a set of rules for her guests. The rules were as follows. One... Don't wear white. Two, please don't show up late after the ceremony has started or in the middle of the ceremony. This bride had to put to not show up in the middle of the ceremony. <laughs> Number three, no cell phones during the ceremony. Exclamation point. Four, pace yourself when drinking. I mean, I think that's kind of appropriate. I think a lot of these are appropriate. The question here is, do we really need to send out a list to guests? No, or no. Five, don't get in the photographer's way, exclamation point. No bringing in or trying to smuggle any of your own drinks. <laughs> okay, as you can see with these next few, they start taking a turn and you'll see what they are. Seven, no rushing anyone. Eight, no trying to change things about the decorations. Nine, no nitpicking. Ten, no big announcements or proposals. And finally, number 11, no posting to social media before us. Now I understand that this sounds like a bridezilla. Yeah. So this particular bride had posted to Reddit and asked, do you think I'm being a bridezilla? So what do you think, Monica? I, it certainly sounds like a bridezilla. Oh my gosh. Like if I got this in the mail, I would be like, 
why are you such a psycho? Why are you telling me how to behave like basically just a respectful adult? And also like what random guest is going to nitpick you? The nitpicking thing I think could have been left off. Like who's going to tell the bride that they don't like the decorations too? Well, as you continue to read in the comments of the social media post, you find out that she came up with this list specifically in response to things she was worried about her mother-in-law doing, and she thought that sending it out to all the guests was the only way that she could get her mother-in-law to behave without throwing a scene. (gasps) Oh... So it was really just for the mother-in-law. I just feel sorry for this bride. She is thinking about 11 things, not just one, but 11 things that her future mother-in-law could do to make her wedding day awful. Ugh. She's afraid she's going to wear white. So creepy. But the whole no posting on social media before us, like, why? I don't understand why people need to have you know, proprietary or complete control over the timing of when things are on social media. I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one because I would definitely be upset if somebody posted my wedding before me. I want the endorphin rush, but I definitely think it's a personal preference thing. And even if you and I debated with gavels, we are not going to come to a consensus on it because it's just a personal choice. Okay, so moving on, we're going to get right to it. These are a collection of stories I got from all over the internet and social media. So buckle up and get ready because this is quite the show. Okay, so we're going to start off with a little segment called... Why would the wedding be about the bride and the groom? The first story I named, you say it's your wedding, it's my birthday party. So the following is a story retold by a bride about her own mother. The day my fiance and I set a date for our wedding, my mother pulled us to the side and asked if we would be willing to move the wedding up an entire year so she could use our reception as her 60th birthday party. She thought it would be fun. We would get the ceremony, she'd have the reception, and everyone would be happy. I just don't understand how someone could even ask that. I understand the whole, no one cares as much about your wedding as you do, but this feels ridiculous. I feel like out of anyone other than my fiance and I, my mom should be one of the people most excited, right? But she just cares about having a big birthday party and she's actually upset that we said no. Wow. Right? Like, who is this lady that she thinks she can ask her own daughter to have a birthday party for herself in place of her daughter's wedding ceremony? (laughs) That's insane. I'm sorry. That's insane. She's a narcissist. Oh, definitely. And you know this isn't going to be the last bit of trouble that her mother gives her during this wedding. It's probably going to be pretty bad. And on that note, I have another story that I entitled, Go Ahead, Just Invite Anyone. This person said, My mother-in-law stole a stack of our wedding invitations to send to her friends that we weren't inviting. We wanted a small, intimate wedding with only people we knew and loved. I hardly knew a soul there. 
the audacity. They're paying for the food and beverages and all of that stuff for people they don't even know. Like, what did they think when they started getting RSVPs? That's what I want to know. My guess is she was probably too shy to say something. I mean, you have a mother-in-law who will steal your wedding invitations. I can't imagine that she is somebody that you can confront easily. I would have just ordered the exact number of invitations. But that's exactly what happened. Let's say that she ordered 200. The mother-in-law came over and stole like 50 of them. Right. So then why didn't she realize that there were, let's say, 50 invitations missing? I don't really have much more than this couple sentences that we shared, but it is definitely fun speculating what may or may not have actually happened. I love the speculation. So I think what happened here is that she was too scared to say something to her mother-in-law and in turn was too scared to say something to her husband-to-be and in turn he was too scared to say something to his wife-to-be and in turn they were both too scared to say something to anybody and five years later they got a divorce. Either that or they could just like ignore the mother-in-law for the rest of all eternity. Or maybe they worked it out. We may never know. But I doubt it since she was posting about it on social social media. (laughs) Alrighty, so speaking of extremely rude people like this monster-in-law, I have another story coming up here about a very, very rude woman. Monica, you want to go ahead and share it with us? Oh my gosh. So this story, as I was reading it, my jaw dropped, really. The story is being told by the fiance of the groom's brother. Okay, got that? So the soon-to-be sister-in-law, right? So she attends her soon-to-be brother-in-law's wedding, and she says it's gorgeous. But in the middle of the vows, the monster-in-law stops the vows to take a picture on her iPhone. No. If anyone has something to say, speak now or forever, hold your peace. No, it's not that. It's hold on. I need to take a picture. And it's not even that she needed to stop the vows to take a picture. She actually had them pose so that it could be a better photo. Monica. Oh my. Now maybe I get ma- now maybe I get made fun of sometimes by my own family for recreating photos, but this is a whole nother level. Right. It's um, not in the middle of a wedding, in the middle of vows. And she actually said that the vows can wait a few seconds. She told that to her son. She is so gonna show up during labor and delivery for their first child. Oh my God, yes. And she's going to be like, wait, no, stop pushing. I don't have the baby crowning yet. Oh my God. So the couple paid for the photographer, right? The bride and groom. Yeah. Um, But they were too stunned to say anything. And eventually the vows resume, but the groom was a little, he was thrown off. I don't blame him. That's weird. Well, this monster-in-law also brought dogs to the wedding. Wait, there's more to this monster-in-law? No, she brings her dogs, even though the bride is allergic. Could have gone to to doggy daycare. So this couple actually specified that there were no kids, like no, it was a no child-free yeah. wedding. Okay. And okay. that's their prerogative. But they didn't think that they should specify no pets. I'm like, why would you think that? A normal person wouldn't think you had to address that. But like that bride we talked about in the beginning, sometimes you have to make passive aggressive lists for the weirdos in your life. Right. So I'm wondering about the bride, if she had any inkling that her monster-in-law was a monster. 
When you read through it, you see that they say that they were shocked by her behavior, but that doesn't mean they hadn't seen her act like that before. They probably just thought, oh, she'll behave. It's a wedding and it's my son's wedding. Yeah, even kids can be better behaved. Not that I want to defend this mother-in-law, but did the dogs do anything other than be something that the bride was allergic to? Because like maybe if they were off in the distance, it was no big deal. The dogs actually interrupted the ceremony several times with barking. It gets better. So other highlights include getting so drunk she passed out on the floor. Mind you, this is a mother, an old mother. Imagine her son is 25 and she had him at 25. She's 50 years old. Don't know if I'm going to admit that 50's old, <laughs> but I would say at that age, my goodness, you know how to behave and be respectful. Right? I know I've been a little too tipsy at a wedding, <laughs> but I was also only 34. <laughs> 35. <laughs> Only 35. Only Maybe 35. 37. Okay, 37. <laughs> but even more importantly, you were not the mother of the groom. No, I was not. I was not. I was a bridesmaid and people expect bridesmaids to like tie one on. It's an expectation many don't understand. Exactly. So she also publicly shamed the bride's mom for not giving a speech. Oh. Publicly shamed. Not just like going up to her and being like, I can't believe you didn't give a speech. Uh, And then the icing on the cake is she wore white. The monster-in-law wore white. Oh, it's crazy. Sometimes I wonder if my life would be better or worse having a mother-in-law. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Paul takes after his mother quite a bit. So I think maybe it would be better. After you tell me that, I think it would have been wonderful. Yeah. Now, as we talk about old mother-in-laws, as Monica likes to say, because we're such spring chickens over here, and I would like to say that I could be a mother-in-law sooner than later. Now, Monica, she's got several years, but it's knocking on the door for me, possibly. Don't just knock on wood, Mom. No, that ain't happening. So speaking of these old hag monster-in-laws, and I am totally using the word hag because of their behavior. (laughs) Okay, so we have the old hags. And this next section actually has three separate stories for it. And I've entitled this section. Oh, this section is entitled, This is a Wedding, Not a Tinder Hookup. (laughs) It's not. Okay, so I've entitled the first one here, not the best man. So do we want to think about what happened here? Or oh, wait, maybe we don't. Uh, The best man (laughs) sleeps with the bride. Too dark? I don't know. You might find it a little bit darker. Now for a short commercial break. Monica, we both know we're getting older, but we still feel like we're 25. And we've taken different paths throughout the years to keep our skin looking its best. I only have happy memories of my days selling skincare, both in retail and to dermatologists. And I love the education. I received from that time. But the best part is I made some amazing friends. Nicole is one of those friends. Her effort into research, development, and creating skincare that makes a difference is unmatched. Okay, so tell me a smart solution that Amethyst has developed. What should I be adding to cart today? 
This brand checks all of your boxes, Monica. It's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and ocean-friendly. All of that is super important to me, especially the clean part. Let's talk about the Daily Nutrition Facial Treatment Oil. It's ultra-nourishing, lightweight, glow-inducing facial oil to immediately nourish your skin with needed hydration and moisture. This oil quenches the skin and immediately creates skin that is remarkably supple and soft. So where should people go to find all the details on Amethyst Skincare? You can find all of it at twomonicaspodcast.com and that's with the number two and find the link for skinbyamethyst.com under support. Go ahead and let Amethyst Skincare and Nicole's work work for you. A photographer on board Panda shared something disturbing from a monster-in-law at a wedding he attended. Between dinner and dancing, the groom's mother did it with the best man in the bathroom. Then the groom punches the best man in the face and breaks his hand. What? Yeah. No. What a riot. I mean, that's crazy. At least we have to be happy that the best man was also not the brother of the groom. (laughs) So gross. (laughs) Just put some change in the tip jar next time. So a Redditor shares, at my sister's wedding, my mom caught the mother of the groom the bartender in the back room. I will let you all fill in the blank. Wow, that's insane. Sometimes bartenders are really hot. Apparently these old women can't get enough of the younger men. Cougars. All right, so I have a rather long one to share. I'm not going to read this one. I'm going to summarize it. It is a doozy, much like your one monster-in-law story that kept going on and on and on because you're like, how can there be more? But this is definitely a no wait, there's more type of story. (laughs) So this social media post start with this. My uncle loves women. Okay. So we got that going. So that's important actually in this story. So I'm going to move on. All right. The bride goes on to say, my mother-in-law had already made wedding planning hell. The first thing that she actually did was moan that I picked the wrong color scheme because it would look bad on her. Oh God. Yeah. So when she went wedding dress shopping with her, she also got bored and just started pulling wedding dresses off the rack and holding them up to herself, the mother, in the mirror. Okay. Way to take focus away from the bride. Then she started crying about her ex and that since no one was focusing on her right now, she was having a really difficult time. Uh, Obviously. So she goes on to say that despite all of this, the actual day of the wedding, everything went off without a hitch. So the ceremony was wonderful. Her mother wore a really god awful dress that didn't match the color scheme, but she said that's fine. That's what she wanted to wear. At least it wasn't white. Mm -hmm. So, but what happened was all after the ceremony, as we know, this is part of the not a Tinder hookup storyline. So this uncle who she mentioned in the beginning, who loves women, AKA womanizer, she kind of goes on to explain. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this uncle comes and he's really ogling the mother-in-law and they're like touching each other and all this. Mm -hmm. 
So she has this tattoo on her wrist, which I'm sure she thinks is like super sexy. And she puts her arm out to him and he licks it. Gross. Seriously? Just let like a pretty much complete stranger lick your wrist, your tattoo. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I just can't even. I'm just imagining witnessing this and just being like WTF. Right. So the bride witnesses this and she says to her uncle, like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Stop. And Mm -hmm. then her mother-in-law says, you just want me to die alone. Well, I mean, yeah, probably. (laughs) After all the drama, picking out dresses, I would just be like, yeah, um, you do not deserve (laughs) happiness, you old hag. Yes, and maybe that is what she was thinking. (laughs) So she, and this was post-ceremony, pre-wedding pictures. They hadn't even taken wedding pictures. So was he licking her in the chapel? That's what I'm imagining, and that's gross. Okay, so this mother-in-law, monster-in-law, if you will, goes on and sits on the steps and just sulks during all of the pictures, like in the pictures. Ugh, what a loser. And so the bride said, can you please just smile? It is my wedding. And then the mother-in-law yelled back, you're just the bride, not a threat back. Oh, that's so rude. That's so rude. Right? Could you imagine? She sounds awful. Is there anything else that happens? Yeah, there's like four more paragraphs. So her mother tries to placate her by moving her next to the uncle so that they can fall in love and maybe ride off into the sunset, right? All right. So it comes time for the mother and son dance. And then the mom throws a huge fit and it's like, Everyone hates me and doesn't want me to be happy. Why should I even dance with her? Her son. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then she complains about her food being undercooked and then a myriad of other things that are completely made up. So this uncle, he comes to her rescue, you know, knight in shining or rusty armor, whichever way you want to see Mr. Licky Lick. Yeah. Uh, he calms her down and says, You are prettier than the bride. And no one is looking at her. She's so dull. Wow. Okay. Yay, uncle. What a loser. They're both losers. They deserve each other. They do. Maybe this should be Tinder. This is a match made in heaven. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just reading a little further ahead. So she does get wasted, right? Because she doesn't really drink. And the uncle wants to get her wasted. And that's kind of, that's really sad and predatory. So then the mother-in-law disappears. And the bride finds out that the, the her husband just kicked her out because she kept sticking her finger in the cake and going back for more. She was licking her finger, sticking her cake finger in the cake, licking it, and then going back for more. I mean, what is she, five years old? This woman is a nightmare. And this story ends with the drunkle and the mother-in-law getting married. <laughs> the best, sorry. It's really good. I chose a comment from this Reddit thread, and I'm going to give it the winning comment award. And it was this. More licking in this story than I expected. And just when I thought we were done with the licking, there was more licking. (laughs) Finger licking good. Monica, these stories are so horrendous and horrible and hilarious, but they really, really do continue to make me feel blessed about the great in-laws that I have on both sides of the family. The ones that my brothers married and then the ones that are related to Zach. 
And one of the reasons that I'm feeling so blessed is that there's actually more stories. I mean, there's more of these horrendous stories. You could probably just look and look and look on the internet forever and you would perpetually have these awful in-law stories. Oh my, I can't even. Oh, okay. So this next category is guess who's expecting. And I'll give you a hint. Basically everyone. Everyone is expecting at this wedding. Expecting a horror show or something else? A baby. I'm surprised they didn't do a gender reveal right there in the middle of the reception. (laughs) Anyway, so this particular story is about a bride and groom who had a nice, quiet, intimate reception. And they had planned on the usual speeches that are expected. So you've got father of the bride, best man, groom. I've not really been to many receptions where the groom gives the speech, although I have been to one and it was like 45 minutes long and it was just, it was insanely long. And uh, yes, okay, that's a story for another time. But then, you know, the day before the mother-in-law, monster-in-law asks if she could have the mic to say a few words before sitting down to eat. So they considered it and they said, yes. Uh, She also stipulated that she would need to go before the groom. All right. I mean, so they said, fine. She figured, the bride figured that the mother-in-law was just going to talk about the bride and groom and their relationship and, you know, like maybe being happy to have a daughter-in-law. I mean, who knows? But they just figured it would be about them. Are you about to tell me it wasn't any of that? That's exactly what I'm trying to imply. So the bride goes on to say that it was a big mistake. The monster-in-law announced that she was expecting a baby. No. Yeah, I mean, she must have had her son when she was like 16. But think about this. If we go all the way back to the beginning, that one poor bride had to put in there no announcements. Right, right. Because you never know when your mother-in-law is going to announce that she's pregnant at your wedding reception. Like, because why why would you think that? No offense to my dearly beloved mother-in-law. I don't want to know, not that she could get pregnant now, but I don't want to know that she still does types of things that could get her pregnant, especially (laughs) at my wedding. That's her parent. Yeah. So this announcement took over the whole night. And what makes it worse is that the bride herself is actually pregnant and they were planning on announcing it at the wedding. So it it totally stole their thunder. Yeah. So they didn't announce it. And she just says that it, everything felt a bit sour after that. Some people are so absolutely selfish and can't even put themselves aside for their children. And that's sad, sad, sad. Oh, now, Monica, let's talk about some other sad people, sad, All right. sad people. Okay. So I have shown you, and we have talked about mothers-in-law wearing white. I just want you to scroll really quick and look at a couple of the pictures I shared and tell me how they're probably worse than wearing white. I mean, there's wearing white, but then there's what these three mothers of the groom did. Okay, she's wearing a wedding dress in the first one. It's basically a wedding dress. It has a train, it's lace. She's wearing some sort of like thing on her head, a fascinator maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, But she's basically wearing a wedding dress. It's not just white. Yeah. The next one, it also looks like a wedding dress, but it's got a really high slit. I don't know. Oh yeah. Which I'm fine with. She looks rocking y'all, dude. I wish I looked like that right now. Yeah, no, she's got really toned arms. How is this third one somehow worse? 
I think that the mother-in-law purchased the exact same dress as the daughter-in-law. Exact the same. Like the belt is slightly different, but it's the same dress. Uh, Why? Just like pick a different color at least. Now, if you notice over there to the left, the mother of the bride, she has on a really pretty dress. Why couldn't she have done that? That's all you have to do. Pick a different color. But no, we're going to wear the exact same dress. I mean, what kind of psycho family are you marrying into? Oh, God. That I cannot imagine. It's scary. It is. Now, we talked about wearing white, but I have a little story here that I named, you know, for, for us to think about. What about wearing black? And I want us to discuss how we feel about wearing black to a wedding. What do you think? Uh, well, I was um, younger and I wanted to wear a black dress to a wedding and my grandmother just absolutely had a fit <laughs> right. and I was not allowed to wear black to a wedding. Um, I actually don't really care. I don't care either. I personally am the type of person who I think that a formal wedding in the evening would be a more appropriate for you yes. to wear a black dress. Yes. But also not going to get upset if you want to be silly and wear it in the middle of the day in the hot sun, go for it. But I, I just think it's the same as when would you wear a suit versus when would you wear just a tie mm-hmm. and a shirt type of thing? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get, okay. But this story makes me second guess when somebody wore black to a wedding once. <laughs> The mother-in-law decided the wedding was a funeral. She hired people to come stand along the street outside the chapel wearing black to witness the tragedy. She just stood outside the chapel for the entire ceremony, dressed all in black with her entourage of mourners. Are you kidding me? She must have really hated the bride. I mean, to be that upset that she hires people? hires them. She can't even get her friends to go with her for free. <laughs> oh my God. Psycho, psycho, oh, psycho. Too much time uh, and money on their hands. The next story that I'm going to share is entitled Yikes. I think that says something no, no, about no, no, the no. entire I'm story. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So this story is actually a groom talking about his ex mother-in-law and what happened at his wedding. Okay, and I think the fact that it says ex-mother-in-law tells you how the story ends. Okay, so this one is definitely a doozy. And the way that it ends, I did not see coming and is super cringe and gross. So just to give you a little outline here of the experience is that it wasn't really about the wedding and these two uniting, the bride and the groom. It was about this mother handing her daughter off to the groom and that's kind of the whole tone of everything which is bizarre like mm-hmm. just on so many levels right mm-hmm. all right so there's a bullet point list here and i am not going to summarize it because i don't think that i could put us all through the proper trauma and terror <laughs> that is planned with sharing this story <laughs> all right so it says some things she did What gets me is that he says some, implying that there was more than what we're gonna list. Yes. Want to kick us off with the first? Yes, these are are just the highlights. She had a mommy-daughter dance. I mean, that's not such a big deal. There's no father, yeah. She made a 30-minute long speech about raising my wife, including playing 
several inappropriate baby videos. Okay. She also made a toast to herself. Cheers to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This next one though, oh my. She cut the cake with my wife. What? Okay. She tossed the bouquet herself. What? Oh my gosh. I just, why was she tossing the bouquet and how is she tossing it to herself? Oh my gosh. Tried to outcast my small family of six to the corner. She departed the wedding in our limo with us. Okay, that's definitely weird, but it gets weirder. As he states, this is the weirdest one. The bridal lingerie literally said, mommy's girl. Oh, that's so creepy. That's so creepy. You talk about mommy dearest in the fairy tale episodes, Mon. Like, oh, this is so, oh. Yeah. It sounds like she had some severe attachment issues, like going way yeah. above and beyond. You know, she probably called them and wanted to FaceTime every night of their honeymoon, too. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, so I have saved the best for last here, and I have entitled it Everyone Sucks. I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> Okay, so this is a little bit bridezilla, monster-in-law, sisters-in-law. I mean, just any character you can think that needs to make an appearance seems to in this story. I hope this doesn't disappoint anybody, though, but there isn't any licking. Oh, God. I was so <laughs> looking forward to some more licking, like maybe someone just literally licking the cake with their tongue. Eh, uh, gross. <laughs> this one is a little bit long, but I think it's worth it. Now, to give you some pretext here, this woman posted this on Reddit as a monster-in-law story. But as people read the post, they were commenting, uh, no, you're a bridezilla, she's a monster-in-law, you're all crazy. So let's begin. My mother-in-law got married a few years ago. She has a 17-year-old daughter, and my mother-in-law has a 19-year-old from the father-in-law who cut both of his kids off when his 21-year-old wife told him to. As yeah. a result, my husband is very close to my sister-in-law. I agreed to have her in the wedding as a bridesmaid and thought it would be polite to invite the stepsister-in-law as well, since they are pretty much inseparable. So stepsister-in-law is a bit bratty, but I thought it would be okay because I'm having a huge wedding party. Our colors are blue, lavender, and peach. In our circle, it is normal for the family to wear the wedding colors. Before I could even assign colors, my mother-in-law said she was wearing lavender. I tried to stop her, but it ended up in a huge fight and she cried, threatened not to come to the wedding, and said if we were going to favor my family by letting my mom pick first, she couldn't mentally handle it and would leave. Uh, I tried explaining the mother of the bride usually picks first, but mother-in-law is contributing slightly more and would not stop crying. Well, my mom got the peach and is furious because she wanted lavender, and my stepmom will wear the blue. Before this, it was supposed to be two of them in peach and one in blue, and my girls in purple. Now I'm putting the bridesmaids in white because I don't have any other colors left, and now they will just blend. 
so stepsister-in-law has been complaining that she doesn't want to wear stupid, boring white, and I'm embarrassing the bridesmaids, and the dress I picked is hurting her self-esteem. I'm a busy bride and don't have time for this. I want to comment on that paragraph right now. Yeah. Actually, the last two paragraphs. Number one, why are you assigning colors, psycho? Bridezilla. Right? And she's such a bridezilla that this was actually a post complaining about everyone else. Like, I don't understand why both mothers-in-law couldn't wear the same color. Like, big deal. I also don't get why if the mothers-in-law are wearing colors, then that means that the bridesmaids don't have any colors and they have to wear white. It just seems like a massive, like, control situation. And honestly, as you read and hear about this, it's like, is this groom marrying his mother? (laughs) Uh, Freud! Yeah. Okay, let's move on and see what other insanity happens. I joked back that if she wants a better dress, she will have to sneak into the mother-in-law's closet and destroy her dress. It was just a joke, but now my mother-in-law says she isn't coming because her anxiety is too bad and she thinks I'm going to pour something on her. I said I wasn't and she said she can't feel safe there and sent a long message about how the mother of the groom is supposed to feel special as well and I clearly don't want that for her and now she says we're bullying her so everyone says her joke was funny but now the stepsister-in-law is backing out because her dad doesn't want her in the wedding and she wants to go somewhere with her boyfriend that weekend and the mother-in-law is all hysterical that they are plotting something i would not want to be marrying into this family on either side there are so many red flags here Yeah, she seems definitely controlling. The mother-in-law seems a little unhinged that she, you know, feels just like that she can't get her way. And then she's claiming that they're going to pour something on her and she's acting like a victim before she's even a victim. I mean, I do not blame this stepsister-in-law. I would be like, bye. I am not going to this psycho wedding. I'll go on vacation (laughs) with my boyfriend over your wedding any day. (laughs) Right? Oh my goodness. Today has been so much fun, Monica. I just love it. I don't know why. Maybe hearing these other stories makes me feel a little bit better about myself. Oh, me too. Me too. And this was fun. I looked forward to it all week and can't wait to do it again. Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're loving it, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at 2MonicasPodcast. That's with the number two. Access extended show notes and more at our website, twomonicaspodcast.com. Love this episode? Hit that share button and send to a friend who'd like it too. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of Two Monicas in a Microphone. Awesome. That was fun.